This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, walking nil, Wrexham 4. Please bear with me because I'm still struggling with my jaw. So I might have to take a little bit of time over this. So please bear with me. Play it at one and a half speed if you like. Uh, but I couldn't miss up an opportunity to talk about a second 4-0 away win in a week. Wow, that's quite something, isn't it? It's funny, isn't it? We thought that we had to... We couldn't believe, should I say, how fortune can change so quickly after Kwame Thomas got injured, then Ponticelli and Vassal the next day, and we lose three games in a row, we only have one striker. And yet we should have remembered that fortunes can turn around just as quickly in the other direction. Incredibly, we followed that up with these two outrageous away performances. And suddenly, we're fifth again, <laughs> looking rather good with a run, which only features two games against sides that are in the playoffs now. And they're both at home. So, this was promising. Dean Keats made one change. Reese Hall-Johnson returning to replace Tyler French. At right wing back, Hall-Johnson... I think it's fair to say maybe they're just a little concerned as he's he's carrying something and playing all the time is not good for him. You get some five minutes around of this as well. And basically, well, we were in com- good level of control in the first half. I mean, I would say Woking, who are in poor form, put up a hell of a lot more resistance than Halifax did. And had a hell of a lot more of the ball than Halifax did. And, well, no, maybe that's not true. Had a lot of the ball, more than we did, I would say, in the first half. Um, but only had one hopeful long-range shot to show for. After about 20 minutes, Chris Cooper hit the ball from 25 yards, straight at Dibble. Might have moved a little bit. He fumbled it awkwardly, and Keller got to it and cleared. It was not really a, a chance. But that's the only attack where really you could notice of Woking, who had the ball a lot, but, again, Rexham's defence looked really really solid we've won it in one goal now in five away games not bad and at the other end yeah we weren't consistently putting pressure on but we were making chances i think woking's diamond midfield made them hard to break down it congested the middle of the pitch the sort of space that rutherford and davis were enjoying at halifax they weren't enjoying at woking but having said that when you lose in one area you gain in another and the wing-backs were allowed more width and space by the diamond shape. Uh, record in particular got the forwards very well, although Hall Johnson did have some early opportunities. The first moment of interest came after five minutes. A terrific ball over the top by Carrington to find Jordan Davis clear on the left. He squared it in and Angus had a tap-in, but the flag went up down against Davis for offside. I'd like to see it again. I thought it was close. Maybe it wasn't. But we made another chance and really around the 10 minute mark really ought to have scored it started off again with Paul Johnson being given an awful lot of space on the right hand side enough time in fact that he could cut in having gotten to an advanced position and try a shot from the edge of the box which was well blocked but Young made an excellent tackle on Kretschmar to win it back and Rutherford slotted Hall Johnson again intelligently in the right channel this time on his right foot real opportunity to shoot or cross he went for power and lashed it across the face of Goldberg went wide at the far post I think he would have felt he could have done a bit better and then the next passage of play that Wrexham had putting pressure on how we didn't score from it I don't know Young swept over a corner went through to the far post where Pearson met at a fairly close range and headed it 
uh, Lofthouse on the line, managed to get a block on it, but hit it straight back out against a, de a defender, and it ricocheted against the post before it was scrambled away for a throw-in. When the throw-in came in, there was a terrific cross swung in, and record driving at the far post completely unmarked. Looked like he had to score. He met it with good power. Ross did brilliantly, having got a cross goal to save it. But he could only push it down to his left. Angus had a complete open goal inside the six-yard box and somehow managed to put it over. He really should have scored. That was when I felt that Notts County could happen again. I'll be honest with you. Especially because after that, for a good 20 minutes, walking were in control of the ball. But like I said, they didn't make any chances. There was no sense of threat, really. And after 36 minutes, Wrexham got the lead. I've got to say, I thought it was quite a generous penalty. If I can just refer to the commentator. I know the champion does the commentary at, at Woking. A nice bloke. And he was very fair. He was convinced that Woking should have had a penalty when Robinson ran at Pearson. Now, we didn't have the benefit of the replays. It absolutely was not a penalty. Robinson ran at Pearson. Lost control of it. The ball went beyond Pearson, Robinson knew he had no chance and fell over. So the referee was right to ignore that one. Now the commentators at Woking were also convinced that the Davis penalty was a penalty. I've got to be honest, I wasn't so sure, although I will say that at Woking's round those commentators were on the opposite side from the camera, so they would have a different view of that challenge. So perhaps, you know, they could see something that, that I couldn't on the stream. And also, they are closer to challenge happening outside the pitch. What basically happened, I mean, firstly, credit to Record, who played a nice ball over the top, the sort of ball Angus wants to chase after, which meant that we won a throw-in by the corner flag. Record took it. Angus was in a tight situation down by the corner flag. They brilliantly to hold her up, come back up the line, and then square it to Young on the edge of the area. Young's use of the ball and the pressure is consistently good. And he's fed a nicely weighted pass between two walking players to send Davis into the left channel, going around the outside of Gehring. Gehring came across him and Davis went down. It looked like minimal contact to me. But the referee points to the spot. The referee, interestingly, had pretty much the same angle as those commentators would have. So I suspect from the other side it looked like a worse challenge. Luke Young stepped up, said Ross the wrong way and put it in the bottom right corner. And Wrexham had the lead and it was only Wrexham who were likely to score another before the breaker. Really crazy attack soon after the penalty where Record has an excellent run but then ran into trouble and then somehow a walking players around managed to emerge with the ball and find Young. He swept in across. Diara, the hulking six foot seven centre back, slipped and fell under the ball and Angus at the far post scampering after it just couldn't quite reach it for a tap in. And then the last minute of the half, well there was a, a hopeful shout for a penalty on Matayo, flicking the ball on well. Record breaking down the left-hand side, whipping in across. Matayo went down. He claimed that Lofthouse had pushed him. Absolutely not, I would say. Having looked at it on the replays, there's very little contact. So the second half, Woking came out looking to re-establish themselves and were bright for a couple of minutes. They had a, a, their first proper chance of the game, Cooper whipping in across and Cook, who's normally a centre-back, who was playing at right-back and made a driving run inside to the box from 15 yards out and off-balance, took a swing at it, put it over the bar, not a million miles over, and he was, like I said, if he kept his balance, or if he hadn't been a centre-back, he might have made better of it. But within a minute, Wrexham were entering the decisive phase of the game where we take the 2-0 lead, which we never looked like a loser. 
Um, it began a couple of minutes before the decisive second goal, a free kick on the left-hand side. Oops, sorry. Luke Young whipped it in nicely through a crowd. Ross did well to keep his eye on it and hold on to it. But in the 52nd minute, we got the goal again from the left. We made a lot down the left-hand side. Record breaking down there, swinging across. Omatayo, six yards out, took a big swing at it, but didn't make contact. But Hall Johnson followed through the right-hand side of the box and squeezed it back across Ross and inside the bottom left corner to put us 2-0 up. It didn't necessarily look like he got the cleanest of contacts, but the placement was perfect. And Wrexham were ahead. And then we did what we did in the second half against Halifax. We we made sure we won. We closed out the half. And it looked like it was just going to be... That would be that. Just a 2-0. Very little incident happened between that 52nd minute goal and... Well, 74th minute. So it was about 20, just under 25 minutes where nothing happened apart from a nice little move which ended with Kretschmar spinning and hitting a shot aiming for the top left corner was a decent hit as well just missed the target Jay Harris came off of Paul Brotherford to again stiffen up that midfield and put on some fresh legs Young squared the ball for Davis 25 yards out he'd look to replicate what he did against Halifax but put it wide and we entered the last 10 minutes of the game in a, a long spell of, of stasis really not really going anywhere which is exactly what Wrexham wanted there was a little nervous moment with 10 minutes left which was I felt down to the referee very harsh to give a free kick against Harris just outside the D to the right of the D and the first free kick by Kretschmar was smashed straight into the wall it bounced back Kretschmar and Harris went for it and the referee penalised Harris for high, a high foot and gave another free kick and almost <laughs> exactly the same blade of grass Wrexham again were incensed I've got to say when I watched it I thought well who, who had the high foot um, they both went for an almost identical manner. I wasn't convinced Harris made contact, but I've got to say Kretschmar did limp around for a bit and then went off a couple of minutes later. So, OK, maybe he didn't make contact. Um, I think he was unlucky still. And this one was a better strike. Cooper going for power, slamming it and putting it over. Uh, it wasn't as far over as I think it looked. It always looks bad when it shot it to the roof of the stand. But if you look at it, if you think about it, it's a low stand, it's a low roof, and he didn't curl it. It wasn't rising. It was a clean strike. If you look at a straight line between that D and the and the, the roof, yeah, it wasn't that far over. Actually, it was a good hit. That was a one moment of no nervousness. Maxon made a couple of changes. French coming on for Hall Johnson on the right, and then Chris Sang coming on for Dior Angus. And in the last minute of the 90, the game suddenly sprang to life again. Jordan Davis came to life, certainly. He got into the box. Great position. At first, he thought he might have a shot. He decided not to. He hit the goal line and pulled it back behind Sang, who had held back for a bit, and then attacked the box, and it was pulled in behind him. Within a minute, though, Sang would at least have an assist. Doing really nicely. And it's got to be said, the walking defence caught really square and flat-footed. A big gap between the centre-backs and Sang was good enough to capitalise, picking the ball up between the lines, turning to his right when uh, nobody was able to get to it. Nobody was tight to him and slicing the ball between the centre-backs. Omatayo, one-on-one with the keeper. Very, very Got to the edge of the area and then just dinked him beautifully to score his first goal for the club and Wrexham had a 3-0 lead and it looked like we were then going to rest on our laurels after 
Sang nearly matched out with his first goal two minutes later. Davis did really well to make a tackle high up the pitch and set Sang in one-on-one with the keeper. He went round the keeper and looked like he was going to tap it and Cook lunged in and managed to make a brilliant last-ditch tackle for it behind. I must admit, I wondered if it was a penalty, but there weren't many appeals. And that was a point where it looked like we were going to roll the clock down because we didn't send people up for the corner. We kept it in the corner. And yeah, we did strike again. Jordan Davis, typical, just like he did against Halifax, making a great interception in the middle of the pitch, surging through the middle and lashing a wonderful 25 yards into the bottom right corner. What a week he's had and what a week we've had. Looking at the performances, double had nothing to do. <laughs> Solid, clean sheet. Centre-backs did well. Um, Carrington made a few really good, calm interventions. Pearson was strong in the air, as always. Kelleher, too. Yeah, it was a good, tight performance by the back three. Paul Johnson got the goal, got into good positions, getting up and down the line, solid, no problems defensively. Record was very impressive, I thought, especially in the first half when the game was to be won. Driving play forwards, delivering into the box. It was a very pleasing performance by Record, I thought. In midfield, Young, who in this setup is just sitting a bit deeper, and he's not a, he's not a holding midfielder, but he's the deeper of the three, and often you can see how the game's going by where he is. If he's high at the pitch, you know that we're in a good position. Um, his passing was excellent. He scored the penalty. He, he's, he was the man of the match for me. He all he record, really. Um, but he controlled the game. He was excellent, Young. Ahead of him, Davis again. Showed some real signs of quality, quite apart from that goal. And threat, and especially as the game wore on. His fitness is really uh, looking good. Uh, Rutherford again good energy, he wasn't able to get into those dangerous positions again, I think because it was more crowded in the middle of the pitch on Tuesday but put in a very good shift once more very energetic, closed people down quickly, used the ball intelligently and then up front, well <laughs> um, Angus I think would have been a little frustrated, he, he did well, he he, latched on, he was a good target, getting onto balls behind the defence holding the ball up well, did well in the build up for the penalty for example um, he'd been very annoyed to miss that easy chance though in the first half and Omatayo well I mean he was constantly beating Diara who's 6 foot 7 in the air I mean that's all we need from him isn't it really and yet in added time he really showed some class of that goal great stuff really enjoyable you know what you're not doing that badly <laughs> anyway 2-4-0 wins in a week we can't complain can we with the final score of walking nil Wrexham 4 I'm Mark Griffiths and the Wrexham AFC media team this is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Rexham AFC media team.